Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Uh, this is program number 629. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how. Please tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including postage and handling. God gave me salvation free, and uh, I could never see charging for what the Spirit is telling me to tell you. Now we have uh, songs. I've got, I got a couple of songs for you here from the Crossroads Quartet and from the Imperials. Got uh, letters and a powerful message from the Lord. We're going to continue on in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. All right. Right now, let's pray. Father, we thank and praise your name for what you've done for us. Lord, I remember I didn't know anything about you at all. And then you came down upon me, and then you showed me salvation. You gave me a wife that gave me many years of experience uh, in just uh, 17 years. And then you took her on. She's in a better place. She's happy now. Uh, it was so horrible for me to watch her being tortured by the things that people said and did to her in the Christian realm and quote Christian realm unquote and also in the uh, government uh, she was tortured and uh, Lord they're doing the same thing ever since she's been gone which is 26 years a little over 26 years Lord I ask that all the people that are being tortured in this world that are Christian that uh, they that you will comfort them with the words that you are about to use me to say, but it's you saying it. And Lord, I ask that you make a way of escape from all their trials and tribulations uh, when it's ready for them to be delivered. We're delivered by faith, faith in uh, your word. Your word shows how that when people have faith, that you give them complete deliverance from all their problems. And like you did when you led the people of Israel by Moses through the Red Sea. What a fantastic thing that was. How incredible you are. Lord, uh, anoint Everything on this program, open souls and spirits and minds of everyone and hearts to receive the gospel, the mighty gospel, which is able to save their souls. Lord, um, bind the devil, rebuke him, shut every one of the doors that he is attempting to open, seal them shut and open all the doors for those of us that are Christians throughout the world, true Christians. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name that souls may be saved and the church strengthened. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now we have the um, end times like these. We have the Crossroads Quartet. In times like these, you need a Savior. In 
times like these, you need an anchor, be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock, this rock is rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, The solid rock is the word of God. And we're going to have uh, the Imperials at the end of the program sing for you, sweet, sweet spirit. That's how we're able to hang on in times like these. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, the, we're being attacked so much that uh, I keep talking about it. And it may sound repetitious to those of you that are not really going through uh, the entire world government uh, and uh, their uh, constant, the things that they're doing, if you're really of the Lord, they should trouble you uh, and they should make you, cause you to want to protect those that are being attacked by Satan from every side. Now, Satan uses people just like the Lord uses people. And so, uh, so that you can say, that you're used by the Lord Vision, you need to rise up and uh, let your voice be heard uh, regarding all the things that you see being done on this earth. Rise up. Now, these people are uh, uh, angry because we're continuing to preach the gospel and they're testing our ability to stay in the spirit by uh, harassing all the time. And many of them marvel at the ability that we have to do that. Uh, they like to know whether we've snapped yet, but you cannot snap the Holy Spirit. You can't do it. And so just uh, keep your soul anchored uh, to the solid rock in times like these. Because it's going to get worse, and so the best thing that you could possibly do is stay in the Bible, turn off your television sets, stay in prayer, because uh, you're going to do crazy things if you don't. You're going to snap, and the Lord is able to take care of these things once he sees 
that you're standing on the solid rock of his word and you're anchored in Jesus. Okay, we have some letters today. Where's the first one from, Michelle? From Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Tony, I heard your interview with Greg Zemanski on WCERAM here in Canton, Ohio. Right, I'm doing another interview with him pretty soon. Do you remember when that's going to be? The 29th. The 29th of this month. So make sure you tune in, everybody. Then what? I have to say, I agree with everything you said, and I have just recently been reawakened to all the treachery going on around us. I grew up Catholic, and my oldest sister was a nun, so I always knew that was a sham not to mention our government. I recall when I was in the church back in 1973 to 1976, you talked about how you would be slandered, and I see it has come to pass. I heard quite a lot of crazy things. I also remember the vision you had of the lion lapping the brains of the unsuspecting dog, and it still comes as a surprise when I realize that most Christians have no idea of what is being perpetrated on our nation. God bless you and all that the Lord has called you to endure for his name. And I would ask for your forgiveness for any ill words I have spoken or received against you. In his love, John Crookston from Canton, Ohio. God bless you, brother. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, do you have another letter? Yes, from Akragana, Africa. Okay. What do they have to say? Dear Pastor Lama, I read your newsletter and it has really saved me. I was once a sinner, but upon reading your newsletter named The Tree, I saw that I have sinned against God and Jesus. I repented, and I can see that I am truly saved. I would like to request the book called The Messiah. I hope you will also send me some of your newsletters every month so that I can send some to my friends. Thank you, and may God bless you. Bye. Signed, Emmanuel Amako from Accra, Ghana, Africa. Well, Lord bless you too, brother. And as for the first letter that was just read, I do forgive you. Um, and I really thank the Lord that he has shown you the truth. I forgive everyone that um, uh, asks for forgiveness. And I don't really, um, I don't carry uh, a grudge around. I just have uh, hatred for Satan. The Lord tells us to hate him and uh, to fight him. There's some songs that, I've, you know, I review the songs quite a bit before we put them on the air, and some of them say that the work is all done. No, it isn't. It's not finished until we finish the work here on earth. Now, there isn't any work that we could possibly do that could cause, um, that could cause us to have salvation. Because Christ did all that work. There's no question about that. He did the work for our salvation. But now, after we're saved, he wants us to be like him. He wants us to die out to the way of life that we had before. In other words, he wants us to Sabbath, uh, to rest in him now. So... It's actually a 365-day-of-the-year Sabbath from our old works, and the Lord wants us to surrender our body uh, for him to live in. We are the temple of God. We're the house of God. We're the body of God, the fullness of God, because he and his Son and the Holy Spirit 
are what uh, have caused us to be saved and caused us to continue in his word, doing his work. And uh, But we have to work. Uh, we're going to be judged for everything, all the works that we do from this point on after our salvation. If you're doing evil works, you're going to be judged by it. And if you're doing the work of the Lord or allowing the Lord to do his work in us and through us, then we're going to be uh, we're going to be hearing the words of Jesus. Come in, my good and faithful servant, come into eternal rest, uh, into eternal Sabbath. We can take all of our godly armor off uh, the helmet, the breastplate, the shield, the sword, the girdle, the uh, uh, gospel boots. And, uh, well, we're going to be able to just rest and have the most hilarious, excellent uh, time that anyone could possibly even imagine. No one can even imagine it. All right, now let's go into uh, the book of Hebrews here. And we're going to continue on in the 11th chapter. Okay, let's start out with verse 29. By faith, they, the Hebrews, the entire nation of Israel, passed through the Red Sea. As by, like it was dry land. The Lord opened it up. Um, now... <laughs> A lot of people, these, I've heard stories, you hear all the false things. Satan just throws things out there, and people believe it. But they said that the Red Sea was only about a foot deep. Well, then how was it that the entire Egyptian army was drowned? Did they get down there and start breathing uh, the water? <laughs> you know, no, the Red Sea is very deep. If you've ever seen it, it just looks like a... Uh, it looks like a sea, an ocean. All right, now, um, so you just can't believe what the people in the world say. You don't believe anything that I uh, know that the, uh, that the History Channel says. Uh, all these people are unsaved, and they're giving their ideas of what the Bible says, but it's not true, folks. Read the Bible yourselves. Which the Egyptians... A saying to do were drowned. How they drowned if it's only one foot deep? In most people's heads are more than a foot. All right. Now we know that the Red Sea is very deep. Uh, people travel a lot now. They go there and they see it, and they might try to walk it, but they won't go very far. Verse thirty. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab uh, perished not with them uh, that believed not. Okay, Sharon, go ahead and finish. When she had received the spies with peace. No, she received the spies with peace. Uh, now, are you supposed to turn 
the children of Israel, the people of the Lord, in? Aren't you supposed to see all these uh, people that are not of the Lord and they uh, do everything to turn the people of God in? And they don't understand. They think they're really doing right. They think they're doing God a favor. The Bible states that in these last days, there will be people that will kill the people of God, thinking that they are doing God a favor. Because their minds are so dark, and they've given themselves over to Satan, that they, uh, they've they lost all consciousness of reality, of truth. Okay, Sharon, go ahead. Verse 32, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. Gideon, oh, he had 70 sons. Do you think they all came from one woman? No. No, that's 70 sons, and uh, they, the Bible doesn't mention how many daughters he had. All right, then what? And of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthi. Now, this is, um, this is the... Um, Hall of faith. All these people are great men in God's word. Or of David, another one that had many wives. Also, and um, Samuel, whose mother had, uh, whose father had two wives. And uh, of the prophets. Now, Samuel was one of the greatest of all prophets. Verse 33, Sharon. Who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Okay, so all these people that were of the Lord did many great feats in the Lord. Um, I want to know, is it okay for people to preach the Bible here in the United States? And I'm preaching the Bible, what uh, all these people did, and how many... uh, wives they had. I'm not ashamed of the word of God. Are you? Uh, So is it okay for people to worship the Lord according to the scriptures? Is it all right for people to serve the Lord as it is written in the Bible for us to do? Well, the federal government doesn't think so. The international one world government headed by the homosexual, child-molesting pope and his uh, band of uh, child molesters and homosexuals is the pope and uh, the militia, his militia, now telling us that the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, and the freedom to worship the Lord after the dictates of our heart is gone? Because if that's what they're saying, well, the Bible tells us it's better to do what the Lord has has told us to do rather than what man says. That scripture is in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 19. Uh, They tried to stop them from preaching the Bible, the truth. And they answered, quote, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, 
more than unto God, judge ye. Okay, so go on, continue on, Sharon. Verse 34. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the Okay, edge. quench the violence of fire. When did they do that? When the three Hebrew children were thrown into the fiery furnace. That isn't a cleverly devised fable. That actually happened. Well, you don't have faith to believe that? Well, the Bible, God's word said it did happen. And for you to doubt God, the Bible says, if you believe God, you shall be saved. But if you doubt, you shall be damned. And so that really happened. And it's mentioned here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Then what? Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're, uh, we are setting them uh, to run. The Lord gave me uh, a vision one time. It was like in sound, though, this time. And I could hear Satan as though you, you could hear these big bare feet running through the brush. <laughs> and I could hear him panting and uh, breathing hard. And the Lord said, that's what you're doing to the devil. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for showing me that. All right, then what? Verse 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Yeah, did you ever hear anybody mocking the gospel these days? Yes. Uh, well, I do. I hear it all the time. Then what? Verse 37. This isn't anything new which you see happening today. This is uh, what's been going on for years. Now, a lot of you people say, well, they must not be of the Lord if the government is saying things about them. Well, um, you have to read the Bible, and you see they've been doing the same thing throughout all time. All right, then what? Verse 37, they were stoned. Yeah, I was stoned also with uh, big stones. Then what? They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, Tormented. Verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy. So the world was not worthy of these men that had many wives. And the world is not worthy of uh, us, them or us. Because the same thing that was happening to them is happening to us. Okay, then what? They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Verse 39. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Okay, they didn't. Well, they, um, they received the promise of seeing the Messiah born and seeing his work being done. Then what? Verse 40. God having provided some better thing for us, 
that they without us should not be made perfect. So they without us should not be made perfect. Well, the reason that we're perfect is we have the New Testament that we can read. They didn't have that. And so we can perfect by the Holy Spirit living in us. We are able to be perfect. God is uh, letting them into heaven by their faith, but their faith has not been perfected. What happens is when they died, God showed them in an instant the reality of the Lord um, being born and dying and resurrecting and ascending into heaven. And they believed it immediately, and therefore they were made uh, perfect uh, at the time of their death. Okay, now chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Yeah, which... uh, just, you know, when people are persecuting or something, that's a weight, but just set it aside because we have the Lord. We have perfection. We're walking in the Holy Spirit now. And the sin, which does so easily beset us, uh, of sin being unbelief or becoming fright frightened so that you're not able to continue on, and then you, your conscience uh, convicts you for you not having uh, faith to believe through trials and tribulations that God will bring you out with all of them, and if he doesn't, you'll be in heaven. So let us run. We have to be patient because patience is the virtue that we need. Uh, we run patience, the race that is set before us. Well, who knows uh, what's going to happen in the future, what the Lord is going to have us do. But uh, So the only thing that we need to uh, be concerned with is staying in the spirit because we don't know from that's what it means to be instant in and out of season because if you're looking for a smooth sailing don't look for that look to stay in the spirit so that the sailing will be smooth because you're going to run into a lot of adversity you're going to run into a lot of persecution if you're really preaching the word and doing what the Lord says. So uh, looking unto Jesus, that's what you're supposed to do. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He has become the fullness of the Godhead. He now is the life-giving Spirit. He now is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if they be in you, who could be against you? So looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. And when the Lord showed him what the bottom line is going to be, there you're going to have millions of brothers and sisters uh, by the works that you do. They're going to be in the kingdom of heaven. So um, this was joy unto him. And it caused him to... Uh, want more than ever to not be worried about that which happens to our flesh the, because the flesh profits nothing. So for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, 
despising the shame, yes, he despised the shame, they stripped him naked and scourged him and beat him and knocked him to the ground. And their big fists smashed him in the face. And they put the crown of thorns on him and the blood was running down his face. He was so beaten and bruised that you couldn't even see that he was a human being. So he despised the shame, that, uh, but he endured the shame and is uh, at present set down at the right hand of the throne, the majesty of God. Verse 3, for consider him that endured such contradiction. You know, uh, there was a newspaper in Fort Smith, Arkansas, that wanted me to do a... Uh, interview and they said well surely you must know that you're i said uh, that you're not popular well <laughs> i'm not popular but i am uh, very well known known but unknown because they don't know the real me they don't know how that i really am serving the lord so for consider him that endured this kind of contradiction of sinners. Sinners contradict Jesus. Sinners contradict the children of the Lord. Such contradiction of sinners against himself. And like if we're like him, if we are really in his body, we're the continuation of uh, him in a body. Jesus in a body. Um, so we're going to receive if they persecuted me if they hated me if they persecuted me they will persecute you if they hated me they will hate you if they contradict me if they contradicted me they're going to contradict you they don't hate you for you they hate you because they sense they see me in you so, uh, so we go back for considering him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint or fall away in your minds. Don't worry about what they do to you. The most important thing is that you hang on, that you're anchored in the Lord. Be very sure of yourself, that is, of Christ in you. Verse 4, ye have not yet resisted unto blood. I have, I mean, I've been bloodied uh, many times for the gospel. But I was able to endure all that because uh, I am in the Spirit. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Well, does that mean that we have to strive against sin? You see me striving against sin and the sinners of this world, just like Jesus did. And if you're going to be like Jesus, you must do the same thing. So study the Bible, that you be a workman approved by the Lord, uh, not being ashamed. Verse 5, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. 
my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. In other words, Lord, are you saying that if we're going through a lot of trials and tribulations that you have created for us uh, some tribulation, a, a situation for us to get down on our knees and spend our time in prayer? Is that what it is? Yes, that's what it is. He says, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Uh, for verse 6, for whom the Lord, and we're supposed to be serving the Lord, not ourselves, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. If he didn't do the things to me, or allow the things to be done to me that have happened to me, I would not be as deep as I am in the Lord today. So uh, he um, chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receives. Well, what? Let's read that again. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourgeth. He beats them, every son whom he receiveth. I am so happy, and I praise and thank the Lord that he has received me. And it makes me love him all the more to know that he loves me because he chases me, and he puts me to the test. And uh, he has created environments for me, many of them, and don't uh, faint or be upset with that or get discouraged because uh, that should make your heart feel full of love for the Lord because he loves you so much that he's instructing you uh, into the path that you should walk. If ye endure chastening, if you're able to stand, if you don't throw in the towel, in other words, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Why, he allowed his son to be um, tempted with every kind of temptation there was. He put him through the test. And Jesus came out smelling better than roses. Verse 8, but if ye be uh, without chastisement, if your church is not being uh, attacked, as the Lord says, everyone that uh, is uh, in Christ shall be persecuted and prosecuted. But if he be without chastisement, then what? Whereof all are partakers, everyone that are sons of God are partakers of chastisement, then are you Bastards. This is in the Bible. Verse 8, chapter 12, Hebrews. And not sons. Oh, if I wasn't being chastened by the Lord, I would be very frightened if I were you. Verse 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our own flesh, which corrected us, and we 
gave them reverence. Why did you not leave your earthly father, the one that uh, whipped you or took your allowance away from you or wouldn't allow you to play basketball, football, baseball, and all these things? Shall we much rather be in subjection unto the Father of Spirits and live eternally? Verse 10. For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, their own will. But he, God, for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Well, what's so big of a deal being partakers of the Lord's holiness? Well, if we are, we're going to be in heaven. And that is the cream of the crop of blessings and promises. Uh, verse 11. Now, note that chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Oh, it's so good if you've endured chastisement and you've learned lessons from it, from the Lord. You, uh, it uh, gives you the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Verse 12, Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, verse 13, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. So you just figure, well, maybe if I stop serving the Lord, maybe the devil will stop bugging me. It isn't the devil bugging you uh, without the Lord allowing it to happen. Because the devil couldn't do anything to you if the Lord wouldn't let him. If you need chastening, well, then you uh, cannot say to yourself, well, if I stop serving the Lord, maybe the devil will stop bugging me. So that means uh, what he's saying here, less that which is lame in other words, you have a portion of your soul, your spirit, that is lame and that needs to be strengthened in order for you to be able to go through the tribulations, which we're actually in uh, right now. We're in tribulations now. Uh, there is no peace on earth now. No peace at all. Uh, everybody, no one on this earth even knows from one minute to the next that they won't be blown to bits or that God won't uh, cause some uh, catastrophe in your area for you thinking the way that you do. So um, make straight paths for your fate. And then that's when God will shut the door to Satan so that you are not uh, tormented any longer. Because if you don't, uh, that which is lame 
will be turned out of the way. What is the way? The way, the truth, and the life. The way to the kingdom of heaven. But let it rather be healed. Let God give you chastening and learn your lesson from it. Say to the Lord, Lord, what are you wanting, uh, teaching me here? Why are these things happening to me? Show me in the name of Jesus. And if you show me, well, then I'll do what you want to do so that you'll um, uh, be healed, that you'll take the devil away from me. But don't you try to leave without seeking the Lord, because what good is it if you're in a storm and on a boat and the boat is being tossed all over the place and that you jump overboard? Stay on the ship, stay with Jesus, and follow peace with all men. And we'll say, why are you rebuking and pulling down all these different strongholds? Uh, Tony, you're supposed to have peace with all men. Uh, men of the Lord, that is, uh, the Lord says. Uh, but uh, as for us, all you have to do is read Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we do war. There's no question about that. We must resist Satan and he'll flee from us. For though we walk in the flesh, I mean, we're walking... Our spirit, uh, with the spirit of the Lord, is walking in this cadaver uh, or this uh, corpse. But the Lord is keeping the body alive because we're allowing him to work in and through us. We do not war after the flesh as the uh, people of the flesh war. For the weapons of our warfare uh, or militia are not carnal. Um, we, we're in the flesh, but we're not fleshy. But we're spiritual, mighty, but mighty in God or through God to the um, for the destruction or pulling down of strongholds or these fortresses of Satan in this world. Oh, yes, we war. We war. But then how do we war? We, with the word of God, pull down these strongholds. Uh, we're we ca casting down these imaginations of these ungodly, unsaved people, destroying their reasonings, their um, plots, and their arguments, they have arguments. They're telling people that you can't serve the Lord. You can't uh, walk according to the Bible. It's unlawful. And so we pull down these high things. Uh, or uh, haughtiness or arrogance against God that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to punish or revenge all disobedience with the word of God, of course, not with any carnal weapons, the disobedience which you, 
that we're able to do this when our obedience is fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. See, all these things are explained in the Bible. So, um, but let it rather be healed. Following peace with all men uh, and holiness. Well, holiness is to obey this. We have to go to war. That's holy. But not with carnal weapons. Following peace. Well, that is peace with man. Um, well, uh, we would like it to be so, but that won't happen unless they receive the Lord. But following peace with the Lord. Uh, if we don't war, then we will have no peace with the Lord. And if we do what the Lord says, then he'll put his hand down and we'll have peace with all men. And holiness, which is to obey the Lord. And the Lord says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out their false doctrine and to pull down their imaginations and their evil surmisings and to destroy and to throw down every satanic doctrine that we can't preach the Bible, that we must never mention that people uh, did this or that in the Bible. And we're supposed to build. Now, I'm building when I, you know, there's so many people that don't believe the whole Bible, and you're going to hell if you don't. So to build and to plant. That's to build the word of God up in people's hearts, souls, and minds, and to plant the gospel in them. The gospel truth is what it is. Uh, yes, that's what it is. All right, to follow peace with all men and with uh, to God, holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So if we don't go to war, we're not going to see the Lord. And you'll see him briefly at judgment, and that's it. And uh, it only takes one flash of a second for the Lord to imprint in your um, souls that uh, you're not right with the Lord at judgment and he's going to tell you to depart from me you wicked into everlasting torment verse 15 looking diligently lest any man uh, fail of the power of God so it's as you know, people diligently study to get through uh, college, and that's not going to do you any good at the judgment bar of God. So looking diligently into the Word of God, so you can understand uh, that that's the most important thing, the only important thing in the world, really. Lest any man uh, fail or miss the mark of the power of God, lest any root of bitterness bringing up trouble you. Well, if you don't please the Lord, then he will not give you the enormous amount of the Holy Spirit giving you the power to praise and thank the Lord about anything that you go through rather than to receive a root of bitterness uh, that would spring up and trouble you to the point of giving up and thereby many be defiled.
when you receive it, you get bitter because of what the Lord tells you to do. Then you become defiled because you're allowing the gate. You're just opening the gate for Satan to come in and say, if God is God, then why is he putting me through all this? No, get rid of that uh, spirit of bitterness that springs up to troubles you. Uh, realize that you're just being put through a test. The Lord is not tempting you. He's testing you to see if you're worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven because if there's no bitterness that's going to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's strictly joy, folks. Amen? Amen. All right, now, verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator, you get better and say, well, I'm going to just please myself from now on. I'm just going to go out and fornicate or commit adultery. Or I'm going to blaspheme. I'm going to, I'm going to be profane, a profane person as Esau was. Uh, cause you're going through a little bit of trouble. You're hungry. And uh, Esau sold his soul for a bowl of beans who for one morsel of meat, his flesh was just embittered because he didn't have something to eat. And he says, what good is the blessing of the Lord? What good is it if I'm hungry, if I don't eat right now? Couldn't wait for another half hour until the soup was done. Or just say, now, Jacob, you know that you're supposed to, uh, I've been out hunting all day, and uh, I love you, brother, but can I have, uh, will you let me have some of that soup or those beans? For one morsel of meat sold his birthright. And people that are getting bitter, they figure, I'm not going to have patience. I'm not going to endure. Because what good is it? What good is my birthright? Well, then don't uh, cry out to God, you know, when the time comes and he, you feel him pulling the spirit out of your body and you're going to judgment and you know you're wrong. For ye know how that afterward, uh, when he, Esau, would have inherited uh, the blessing, his birthright, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. And you just say, God is going to give you repentance? No. All the people in the Bible that uh, did not give the Lord their whole heart, they didn't love him with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, they found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Verse 18, For ye are not come unto the mount that might be uh, touched, and that uh, burned with fire. No, you cannot touch the kingdom of heaven unless you're obedient. You can't even touch it with the prayer. Nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. Verse 19, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard. Um entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. 
they, once God was talking to them, they couldn't believe it. The whole nation of Israel heard the voice of the Lord. And it was so frightening to them that they said, Moses, you let God talk to you and you tell us what he says. But we don't want to be spoken to to by the Lord himself because it's too frightening. We're frightened. Uh, For they could not endure. They couldn't endure it. We're going to continue this tomorrow on the next broadcast. So make sure you tune in right now. It's time to pray. So let's pray to the Heavenly Father so that you can be partakers of that holy covenant. Say to the Lord, sincerely, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I thank you, Father God, for saving my soul. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands and your feeble arms and praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory for his word that instructs you on what to do and what not to do. Now, Sharon... uh, Tell our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 629. It's free of charge. Go to alamaministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, this is Rural Pastor Tony Alon. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another program that will lead you into all righteousness from the absolute spirit of God. The word of God is spirit and life. And now here are the Imperials uh, to sing for you, sweet, sweet spirit. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that it's the spirit of the